going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Yo, 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 what it do, my peoples? We are back again with another episode of the Bar Bar Podcast. It's your boy, Munu. I'm back in the building with my boy, Prez, who's fresh off holiday. <laughs> Jesus. Sun kissed and that. Where did you go to, Prez? What's that? Where did you go to? Crete, was it? Crete, man. Yeah, yeah. Greece. Mm. Get some sun on my back and all that. You some know. birthday celebrations. Um, That's it, man. Prez. Um, you know, born in like the footballers going up to these locations mi, mi, that we kind of Marbella, Marbella in Crete in one year, you know. People got Jesus bread. Right. <laughs> Different tax bracket. Um, but I'm also joined with Drew, who's local. We've got Shalom back in the building, and we've got my boy Weisenberg in the building. Can I before you move on? Yeah, you know now I get the context of Weisenberg. Now that I'm starting, I'm, I'm watching Breaking Bad now. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> so it's extra funny. It's actually funny. But yeah, go ahead. It took you a while, fella. Thanks for it took me a while, time. man. That shit is hard, hard, it's the hardest ever, man. Hardest, hardest show, man. You know them ones when the football is not local. You need to find yourself another, another, yeah, another muse, man. Yeah, bro. I'm, I'm looking to, I'm looking to dig into these Stranger Things. I'm hearing a lot of, a lot of hey, man, I, 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 I whack, season, and I was like, nah. Yeah, but yeah, Munu. The funny thing is, if you're not like a Liverpool or or uh, City fan, I'm not looking forward to the league starting. I can't lie. <laughs> the stress. Here we go. Getting the, them in early. Getting the, the, in early. Mm. Hey, the stress, man. Someone asked me that question. Are you looking forward to the league? I was like, nah. I'm actually less stressful. I'm right with now. you. To be honest, man. I'm with you. I'm, with I'm you. less stressful. Anyway, before man. we go into. Um, Actually, before we go into the Nations League, which is obviously a glorified friendly competition, um, earlier this week, the clubs announced their um, fixtures. Well, the Premier League announced the fixtures. How are we feeling, man? Prez, your manager, man, he's going to have a tough introduction to the Premier League. Yeah, that was not kind to him at all, man. Um, I think he's got what Liverpool and Arsenal, Southampton, Brighton. Um, was Leicester and Brighton in there? I think Leicester maybe. But um, yeah, man, nasty introduction. But we moved, man. On paper, it should be nine points though, so I want no excuses, bro. Nine points. What Brentford, Brighton, but Arsenal at home, maybe. Else? Arsenal at home. <laughs> Brother, when I say like anyway, when we get into transfers, then we can really unload the clip. But yeah, right <laughs> now, hmm. yeah, press has been quiet. Still, I've been onto him. <laughs> <laughs> he's been ignoring me. I've so, been onto him. <laughs> bro, look at look, look, hear his voice, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll save um, the opening fixtures again when we do the transfers. But let's go straight to that glorified friendly that is the Nations League, which finally finished after. Was it actually four rounds of games or three rounds? I actually four, like, man. Okay. Four. Man. Yeah. It was actually mental how much football these guys were playing. But quickly, guys, before we go into the results, do you think the players should be still performing at their best? Or 
and they're allowed to be somewhat called tied. Obviously, we're going to go into England with their results, but do you think there's an excuse of saying that they're, 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 they should be tired or surely they should be still technically fit because the season is just finished? Nah, bro. I mean, we saw the um, picture that Kenna posted in a group chat earlier, right? Bro, it's horrific. Their schedule is absolutely horrific. It's worse than like, I used to think like um, NBA ballers had it hard because they play in such a condensed time, like two, three times a week or something. But they have a very long break until they go again. Whilst with football, the turnaround is literally, what, what is it now? Two weeks? Because no, of the, July, they go back in for preseason. Brother, it's 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 nuts. I don't agree with it at all, at all. Yeah, the I thing mean... that makes it even worse, though, Manu, is the fact that like there's no motivation to these games whatsoever. Mm. Like you said, they're glorified friendly. So you've just gone through a tiring season where you could have played sixty odd games, and then you've got four games in two weeks in a competition nobody gives a shit about. Like you're not going to be pushing yourselves at all. That was the, that was meant to be the idea behind the Nations League as well, wasn't it? To make them more competitive and yeah, give but like it's kind dead, of like bro. a carrot at the end. But yeah, it's just a dead, yeah. yeah. Pointless. Is it dead due to the World Cup or just dead overall? It's, a, it's just it's just friendlies, man. That's that's what it is. It's, I don't <laughs> yeah. feel it's like any what the hell's the Nations League? Yeah, oh, nothing, the, France won the Nations League. They're not. You're not really going to count that as international trophy, are you? It's like it's dead. <laughs> It's pointless. I know you're doing it, Andy. But <laughs> yeah, I clocked him. I clocked him, but let's not get into that one. Well, because they beat Holland. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> um, man, I remember when I last hosted, um, we were discussing England's first game where they. Um, wait, did they lose to Hungary twice? The first game, did they win? Or, well, they lost, didn't they? No, they lost to Hungary now. Yeah. They drew no, and lost, the first I think. Game was, oh, sorry, the first game. They drew. Mm. Um, and I remember saying these commentators on that game were like, oh, yeah, Hungary are probably going to be the team that finishing fourth in this group. England are going to be <laughs> too strong for them. Um, it should be a walk around for the Italy and Germans. Boy, we're four games in and Hungary are sitting comfy at the top of the league. <laughs> um, it's just the crazy disrespect. These commentators... Uh, just give England over anyone else that's slower than them. And yeah, we talk about England's last game. They got battered 4 0 to Hungary, the worst defeat in like what, over 90 years or something like that? Mm. Um, England would definitely put for their paces. And I'm not here, I, I know I mentioned at the start of this, they're going to be tired and whatnot. Literally, I'm going to be like the commentator as well. No offense to Hungary, they're not a top quality side. But no way with the players that we have for England should England be losing that badly. So, Andy, it goes back to our segment in that episode when I hosted. Southgate, man, boy, I mean, they're going to have to last with him, but I, I, I don't think he's a man anymore. Yeah, man. I mean... I, I really think... I really think... <laughs> hey, Arsene Wenger, what are we saying? Awesome banger, come on, man. the professor. Yeah, I think, I think to be honest, but that's that's a very good point that you brought brought up, but not for England. I'm thinking Arsene Wenger for France because that the chance is a criminal as well. He's just lucky you know, he won the World Cup. The funny thing, someone I heard, you know, someone having a conversation about England, and they brought up a very good point. And the point was, there are not a lot of good managers out there that prefer international football because it's just crap. 
So most good managers are playing, you know, club football. Mm. So who else will be out there that England would would look and see, okay, yeah, he's good and we will bring him in in because as an international manager, you see the players what twice every you know quarter in a year, something very few something like that. So it's it's difficult. Also to Gareth's um behalf, I would say, um he's taken England farther than most England's English managers or I- managers in in general. Mm. So yeah, it's it's like I did say watching England's like watching paint dry, but look at what look at the evidence in front of you and you just have to conclude that I guess Gareth is doing a good job. Can I, I ask I a question? Can I Yeah, yeah go, go on. No, you got yeah, no, I was going to say, yeah, so like, if we just look at tournament football as it is and what the objective is, right? Mm. The objective is to win games, right? Win games and then you, you win the cup at the end of it. You win your games, you win the cup, right? So if we look at like what Gareth Southgate is doing and with the players that he, he's done it with, he's reached the final of the uh, um, Euros. Euro, the Euros. Like, just to Shalom's point, I mean, if he had won the thing, what would we be saying then? Just the Shams the, 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 the pe- thing. You'll just be the like, sh- yeah, Shams well done, here. but get out. But we don't rate you. The Shams thing, bro. But I'm looking at it. Okay, that's fair. But I'm looking at it from like the rest of the country's perspective. Like they'll be looking at this guy like he's the best thing since yeah, sliced bread because he's been able to deliver a major championship to... Yeah. Uh, to England and which hasn't been done since what the 60s so you know just looking at it from that perspective that will probably just give him more job security rather than push him further out the door yeah I think this also, is a question for Jake to be honest because in terms of patriotism he's the freelance on the shirt of all of us definitely was willing to get Southgate tattooed on me yeah. <laughs> um no. I completely agree with Shalom in the sense that international football right now is a fucking dive when you watch it. The amount of mm. shit football being played is horrible. So you want to attack Southgate for that. That's absolutely fine because he's not beyond criticism. And this last couple of weeks have been the worst of his tenure. And he deserves criticism for how he's done that. It's part and parcel. But you can't... like. International football is boring. It's so bad at times. <laughs> it's not elite football whatsoever. And... Even then, we consider, like, you bring up your dream lineups, right? Okay, if I was picking the England team, I would put Phil Foden and Mason Mount and Jack Grealish and all the, like, exciting players on the pitch at the same time. He did that towards the end of the Hungary game, and we looked dreadful. We couldn't hang on to the ball for love nor money. So the way I see Southgate, he's the second best England manager of all time. That is an irrefutable fact, because Mad. the only one better is the one that took us to the crown jewel in 66, right? So then you consider how it's almost like England. We've had this. It's been dead for a couple of years, but now it's sort of come back up now that we've had a bit of success. Is that especially in England, we expect us to win. We expect us to do brilliant things. Look at our tournament history. We've done horribly throughout mm. all of time. Like Carragher brought this up. You compare the you compare this current England team to recent ones that have been great, and I think he brought up ninety six, ninety eight, and then the 4 sixteens. Yeah, that o four o sixteen was better than this team we have right now. I would argue that so passionately. In terms of overall squad, or yeah, they're just better. I would if you're putting the o four o six team in a game against this team right now, they're winning it. That's the I way agree. I see it. 
they did nothing. Mm. They didn't. They did absolutely nothing. They got knocked out in tournaments so easily when they when <laughs> arguably they were the best team. Mm. I mean, they were robbed. Uh, yeah, they yeah, were. Yeah, they easily it's a bit harsh. O four Port O four was Portugal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then O six, Gerard. O six was the walk up. O six was was the Frank Lampard shot that went past the line. Yeah, yeah that was twenty ten. Uh, Germany. Ah, twenty ten. Germany. What was the O six one? I think O six was when Joe Cole scored that banger against Sweden. Am I getting that confused? Yeah, that ball. Who knocked them out? Who knocked them out? Was it Argentina? Wasn't it Portugal again? Oh, Maxi Lopez. Maxi Lopez volley. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because they did nothing. Brazil, so 2002. That one was go. very unlucky as well. They've been unlucky though, but yeah. But it's not a fact of unlucky in the sense that like you can, they that team there should have been winning games. They should have been winning tournaments. Yeah. They didn't. They yeah. didn't. So we're sat here like, oh yeah, Southgate. And I think with the squad we have, we should be going in as one of the favourites. <laughs> I do. But I'm not going to sit here and ca- especially castrate <laughs> Southgate for doing a job that is essentially equal amongst mm. the international community right now. Like, if he bombs in this tournament, then yeah, we can have that discussion. But you bring up Deschamps during it, it's an absolute fact, but he gets away with it because he won. Exactly. That is the literal yeah. point of international football. And I've said that weeks mm. ago. You win, it does not matter in international football how you win, as long as you win. If you lose playing beautiful football, could not give a shit. Yeah. I really could. That pains me, man. True, man. That true. pains me, but it's not. It's not club football, man. That's, yeah. the, that's the bottom line. Also, but even club we... football, bro. If you lose, when it comes to finals, the the team that plays mm. beautiful football often loses. Loses, yeah. Mm. <laughs> also, yeah. we missing like a very big point here in respect to other the past English teams and why they haven't done well. Um, obviously, we all know about the lack of chemistry between. The, those those players that played like the the, the Lampard, the Gerrards, the fact mm. they didn't really you know play together, as opposed to this particular squad or cohorts of you know the new English players. Hence, why you can see the fact they've done better than their predecessors. Because I guess to Gareth's um, behalf, he has done well to to gel the team, and I guess like even these players, <coughs> they they like each other, they get along with each other. So hence, why they play better. Maybe. So maybe this is just a little blip because the, the players are just tired and in the World Cup we get to see the, the best England. Because I was so happy to see Jude starting and you know playing in the in the midfield. That that shows like a a change or start of something new. So hopefully we should be more we should look I guess we should be looking forward with excitement rather rather with dread. Because I think that there might be something in, in the England squad for everyone. No, I think you're you're setting yourself up for disappointment, man. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, on that one, before we move away from England, we obviously have um, one more round um, in September. I don't, I don't know if that's qualifiers or for something or it's friendlies before the main stage, man, in, in Qatar. Um, Andy, how is the Orange Boys doing, man? Top of our league, man. Um, I think on last week, Tuesday, we beat Wales last minute um, in the fixture in uh, Wales where Memphis Depay missed the last minute penalty. He redeemed himself and scored the last minute winner after Gareth Bale scored the last minute penalty. So it's a pretty, (laughs) yeah, it was a pretty fun ending to the game. Last minutes. Yeah, of last minutes. Um, Yeah. 
I mean, there's nothing much more to say about that other than obviously, I think we discussed it briefly yesterday with um, a couple of guys in the group chat where it's looking like um, Louis van Gaal is going to go with a back three and wing back. So I think the wing back is set. It's Dumfries and um, Daily Blint. But then the the center backs, it's, it's going to be an interesting one. Where I personally think he's gonna, by the sounds of it, he's looking to do it with Julian Timber, Van Dyke, and Nathaniel Ake. Um, and I think he's choosing Ake simply because he's left footed. Um, he just wants a left footed, uh, center back there. Uh, so that means that, like, good center backs like De Vry and, um, what's his name? De Ligt would have to, um, uh, take place on the bench. Um, and then up front is also an interesting one because, um, uh, for these international friendlies, Daniel Marlon was injured. He's normally the preferred, uh, partner with Memphis Depay up front, but he was injured. So, um, Steven Bergwijn was called up. Um, obviously we all know that he hasn't really played this season for Holland, but sorry, for Spurs, but for Holland, he's been playing well and scoring goals. So I think. Louis van Gaal has a bit of a headache there in terms of um, his starting 11 in general. And this is what the the media, the sport media over here are kind of pamming him with. Because, you know, we all know Louis van Gaal. He always, he thinks he's the creator of football. He's the creator of everything nice about football. He's the man. We should all listen to him. Um, and... That's even apparent for outsiders, but then imagine how it is even in Holland, isn't it? It's even worse. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what he's going to do. He's pretty confident. I think, in general, Dutch people are confident in regards to Holland. We're not necessarily seen as the favourites, but um, I feel like we can do something if he, if he gets it right. <laughs> similar, similar to the 2014 World Cup, if you remember. We had a shitty team as well, but we reached the semi-final. So, with Van Gaal so, as well. So Yeah, with Van, I was just going to say, so you man have drafted in Van Gaal again. Do, do you have, um, obviously it's just for, it is just for the World Cup because he'll be cutting after that, won't he? Because Cullen's yeah. coming in, right? Yeah. Um. So, what what do you think the thinking is behind that? Do they, do, do they think that they find they have the best chance with this group of players with Van Gaal as the head coach? Is that why they brought him back in? Yes. And because there was no one else available at the time when Frank de Boer got sacked. So Van Gaal literally put himself forward and said he's the man for the job. Uh, I think a lot of people would have preferred... Not, um, not to have Van Gaal, but at the same time, it's like, who else is going to do the job, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, at the end of the day, I've always said, I'm a fan of Van Gaal in terms of uh, what he does on the pitch and what he does with his teams. You know, you know I'm, a, I'm a big fan of him. I'm not going to lie. He's, he's, he's done well. His only blips is probably his second, his second stint at Barcelona and maybe Manchester United. But I feel like mm-hmm. at United, maybe he should have been given a bit more time. But I think those are his only two blips on his CV. The rest, he's, he's done pretty well everywhere he's been. So, yeah. That Van Gaal signing's giving me that Mancini Italy vibes. Like, where I'm here for job and I'm going to... I'm here to do, do job, job, yeah. Yeah, I'm here yeah. to do job, yeah. It's giving the, me only nice good thing, the only good thing about Van Gaal is, like, he's not, he's not off the school of shitty play and, like, defending and... Things like that. That's, that's what I like about him. He's he likes the attractive football. Obviously, at United, it wasn't really seen as that. But his his 
excuse was he didn't really have the players to do that. But yeah, man, he plays an attractive brand of football. It's always like going forward. He let the players express themselves. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what we're going to do in Qatar, man. We have a pretty easy group and I think the next stage as well. I think England will probably win their group. So we'll probably face Wales in the, in the round of 16. Um, boy. And it, but it can also be England if England finishes second. So that would be funny. But yeah, man. Let's see, boy. Time will tell. Time um, will tell. Before we move over to the um, transfers, when I give a few shout outs and you know shout downs to some teams, shout out Denmark, man, that have like just aced their group. They're another one I know. You said um, you guys want to like do something. You're one of those teams that has the potential if things go well if you just get your clip together. Mm-hmm. I feel Denmark is really a solid team. They 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 never like. So they always put a good performance, especially like in the Euros and that happened. They still did a good performance. Mm. Just like they always got a good balanced team. They've always had that, to be honest. Thinking about it, like good technical players, but then like yeah. rugged defenders, good goalies. Mm. They've always they've always had that. So yeah, Denmark. Denmark's a good one. And then obviously France are in a similar position of England, with the bottom of their group. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, as you said, Deschamps are onto him, Andy. Um, I need to see Wenger I need to see Wenger or Vieira there man I'm not going to lie man (laughs) (laughs) one of them two Spain and Portugal are doing their thing and Spain first and Portugal second in their group Um, as I said Hungary aced um, that group of England Germany and Italy Italy got slapped by Germany Italy just in a a weird phase right now Um, obviously they failed to qualify for the World Cup so it could be time up for Mancini, see who comes in next. Um, as I said, Andy, the top of your group with Belgium just close by second. Wales having a stinker, but I think they were more buzzing off their um, World Cup qualification. Yeah, they don't care, man. Yeah, but I guess that's really all the main teams. Others are just <laughs> other groups of teams just doing what they do. Um, let's get to the shits, man, as Andy would say. It's obviously... The season break, teams are doing their business. Some teams are doing their business straight away. Some people are still yet to do their business. You know <laughs> people what? People are fighting for their <laughs> lives, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Some, someone said um, we didn't. They, they're now cold. We didn't even want him, anyways. At FC. So <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But you know what? Let me start off with Tottenham. Uh, unfortunately, C. Strider is not here. Um, come back off international of his country. Now catch up on Love Island. Um, couldn't <laughs> Spurs, like, what? Three signings I'm hearing? Um, is it Fraser Foster? Mm-hmm. Yves Basuma. Who's the third one? Perisic. Good signings, man. I don't know about the Fraser yep. Foster one, but the other two... Yeah. Bro, they right, bought in right, just for Arsenal. Right, right, right direction things. Let me say that. Right direction mm. things. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Quality signings, man. I mean, the Perisic and specifically the Perisic signing and the... um, um Pesuma. Pesuma. Yeah, I mean, you can... For me, I feel like Conte is addressing 
clearly addressing areas that needed to be strengthened based on yeah. how the season has gone. And that's really all you can ask for um, when you request certain players from the higher-ups as a manager. So, yeah, he's he's doing all the right things and it'll be interesting to see what else he does in this window with Tottenham, man. I think he probably needs another full-back, um, another centre-back, which I think they're looking into as well. They're, but, they're, they're looking to grab um, Jesus as well, aren't they? Or Jesus, sorry, yeah. not Jesus. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus, yeah. Jesus from uh, City. They're trying yeah. to hijack the, the They're trying Arsenal to hijack deal. it, yeah. So, mm, mm. That, that Jesus one is, is an interesting one. We're really sure. intrigued to see where he's going to end up. Um, Mitch is not on the pod. Um, he was moving very mad. Um, the Pursuma signing. I think we all know that he was Pursuma. Bro, that was, that was <laughs> hate, bro. He was just, oh, man. Um, yeah, that, that's a quality signing. Because I think I'm interested knew. in why Brighton let him go so cheap. Well, it's two you things. Know, it's, um, yeah, it's that assault case he's still got. Well, inside. apparently it's done, though. One of my boys said that that case is done. It's yeah. not a thing anymore. Well, really? Yeah. Yes, and also why Arsenal just looked at him and thought, mm, "Okay, cool, you can go Tottenham." But that I mean, is a snip. How much was it? Less than twenty-five. Twenty-five. Thirty-two in total, though. With Adams, uh, it's, it's Adams here. Yeah. So in my oh, head, I'm Jake, thinking, why would Jake? I don't know if you've heard this, but apparently Brighton um, rejected a forty million bid like two weeks earlier from an unnamed club for Bissouma. No. I don't think it was. I don't think it was two weeks early. I think it was in January. Oh, okay. Two weeks. Yeah, two weeks isn't going to make a difference, is it? But I mm. think it was in January. But they have just started to kick back into form, mm, and okay. I think they were still on to their um, highest ever finish. So they said, "We'll let you like deal with it in the summer." So fair enough to it. Like I, I get it. Like it is a great. I think they are all great signings. Like they're about to sign Jed Spence, aren't they? As well. Yeah. Yeah. So they definitely are. Do you marry him? Mm. I haven't seen him like that. I'm not going to lie, man. He he did bits against Arsenal, but then yet again, all players do bits against Arsenal. (laughs) I definitely agree with Jake. It's a big step up, man. It's a big step up. Mm. I was arguing in the group, though, earlier, that I think the Championship is such great preparation. And the thing is, you're going into a pre-season with Conte. Like, you are going to get drilled, and he's only going to play you if he trusts you. And he's Mm -hmm. definitely got the athleticism. If he can make Victor Moses a viable right wing back, I feel like he's going to be making Jed Spence very good. Yeah. So I'm I'm absolutely fine with it. I think well not fine with it because it's a decent Spurs signing. He's going to make them better. Like, the big thing for me with Spurs is that this is such a gear change for them. Like you think of Spurs, they usually buy young. It's rare that they buy established players. So I know mm, that's Conte, got Conte man. It's the manager, Conte, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's also Paterici, isn't it? Like they've yeah. got, they're all working in sync together. It's not a case of Poch having to buy Young. It is Conte going. We're getting these players. Go get them for me. How old is Perisic? Yeah, a big man, you know. That's yeah. one. You know, this that, is the thing, Shalom. Thanks for pointing it out. I mean, I have to put my Mitchell hat on um, <laughs> this one because. <laughs> A, a grown man like kid. You man, you man actually hates Spurs, isn't it? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I, I agree. Yeah. Munu, Munu, go, go ahead, because I'm the same thinking. Go ahead, finish your thoughts, because I, I like, agree. Andy, with you. It's, this was even like a hate thing on mm. Spurs. I'm hearing people saying it's a good signing and all that, but for someone at the age of Perisic coming to the Premier League, um, we all know how demanding it is. Yes, you have experience, but 
don't know, we could be put of a role. I just feel that's not really the kind of signing that they want because mm. if Conte's going to be in long term, you want to buy someone that's going to be a wing back, like, like that Spence Donny, like that mm. is more of an investment than Perisic. Um, for, for me, for me, I think it's it's a two year signing, man. I think he wants someone in that yeah. has Champions League experience. Let's yeah. not forget they are in the Champions League, and also mm. someone who might be able to bring through the experience and maybe the knowledge that the younger players might need. And so the quality, he'll be, bro, and the quality. So he'll <laughs> be like that model, that model uh, player that the the younger the younger guys can look up to as someone who has been there and done it. And the champions, the Champions League experience and the experience in general and the quality, as Andy's mentioned, you can't you can't really replace that. So I, I do get the signing. I do get. It. I, I I completely agree with the experience. To be able to take the likes of Spens and the younger Donnies like to help them out the development. But when we're saying quality, weren't you man out for him like two seasons ago? I think that's when he was at his peak. Yeah. Remember when he was like, moving around Bayern and whatnot inside yep. United. Really yep. wanted him. I remember the strong links, and I feel like that was his peak. His peak. Mm. He was yeah. balling Mar- out. Mar- Mourinho wanted him, but I don't think we we were we wanted to. We basically didn't sign anyone that Mourinho wanted when he was there. So yeah. But for me, I, I, I mean, like I said, we could be proven wrong, but I feel it, it, it's, it's it's not pointless the signing. Best signing. No, it's not pointless. It's not the best it's signing. Not I pointless think signing. Better, but I completely see he's the type of player that Conte wants, but. I thought that he, he, he could have done a little bit better. Maybe the, the relationship was an easy way to get him on because they worked together and it happened. So big up Spurs on that. Um, and I believe that's all their ingoings at the moment and the ones to come in. Andy, now going back to you again with Bergwijn, do you think he needs to force himself to move out? Because I think you kind of said maybe he's not going to get that look in Conte. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he needs to kick, man. Especially now that Perisic is there, he's definitely not going to get a look in now. Um, obviously Ajax Ajax are looking like the front runners for him at the moment but I think they're waiting to sell a couple of their players before they're gonna put the bread for him um, but yeah for me I, yeah from what I've seen in, in the last couple of games in the Holland shirt there's a player in there for sure man I don't think he's done at all man but but Drew is he a top 6 player that's my issue with Bergwijn is he, I think, is he a- I think I think he's a top 6 coming off the bench player Hundred percent, hundred percent. He's like he's not someone that you should like like first name off the bench, like at like a Liverpool for example. I would have him for sure. Why not? But what's his niche? What's his USP? Like what? What do you think he, he where he excels? It's close. I think he's it's close control on the ball and mm-hmm. like his dribbling. What he yeah. needs to. Definitely 100% improve on. Obviously, in the last couple of games, he showed it, but he's finishing. I don't know if mm. you guys remember last two se- last two years against Liverpool, uh, where Mourinho was still the coach, where he had like two one-on-ones, basically, and he missed it. I think that's what needs to be improved. And I think that's what... That's obviously not on the level of like Kane, Son, Kulusevsky even, Perisic even. Yeah. So I think that's what's doing him. But Do you think he's, this he's still young, man. as well? Do you think decisiveness as well, like his, his ability to make crucial decisions at the right moments? I think the thing is, that's the thing. Think he has that. I think he has that to a point. It's not like a high level yet, an elite level, but he has mm. that. I think there's worse, there's, there's worse than him for sure. So 
I mean, but then you 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 look you look at Kulusevski who has come in and basically he's basically yeah, given Conte what he needs straight what away. He needs you know in I mean? it, and Bergwijn mm. is not necessarily doing that, and that's what yeah, yeah he definitely can improve on that for sure. Um, but yeah, he needs to kick, man. He needs to kick, but he's still got mm. plenty of time ahead of him. Just go to Ajax, get a good two years, and then get a big move again, man. That's what you do. To to where? He's gonna go what Spain, Sevilla, or someone. That's, that's why I see him. <laughs> Fuck it, no, bro. Facts. Even, facts. even then, Germany. Or Germany. Dude, oh, Go to enough. the big two in Germany. Well, big two. Not Union Berlin things, huh? Come on, man. Oh. Respect him, man. I honestly don't rate. I don't rate. I don't rate, man. He would start at your club, bro. He would start. Uh, okay, cool. Exactly. Anyway, yeah. exactly. <laughs> okay. You can't even deny okay. it. Okay. Okay, I, I'm den- flat so, out denying it, bro. Martinelli listen. better than him? Yes. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, you move on, man. See how anyone is backing you. <laughs> I'm just laughing. I don't need backing, bro. I, I don't think Martinelli uh, better than him, but whatever, man. All right, all right when you move on. <laughs> Say no more. Um, now, bef- well, I'm going to link it here because you guys know I have to do my little segues. Son to United was a quick little rumour that we heard for a little bit. Press. <laughs> What are you saying? On United. Yeah. Oh, mate, I'd love him. I'd love him. <laughs> Bring him. Bring him. Because we've, so, we've been so efficient in the market so far, man. So. So what's happening in, in the camp at Old Trafford, bro? Like, it is very quiet, as we know, but... Yeah. yeah, crickets over here, man. I mean, we've been linked to everyone under the sun, close to joining FC... Um. Yeah, more more outgoings than than incomings. I mean, we've we've let go of, I think, more than nine players, and I think I estimated between nine and twelve is looking to possibly exceed that now. Um. And wow, yeah, which is a good thing, though, Prez. I think because you, you you gotta start somewhere. I hear it, Mace, but at the same time, it's just concerning that you know two weeks before pre-season begins we haven't made one signing and yeah the reports that i'm seeing um you know i'm sure you guys have seen this saga going on and you know you know it is very on brand for united to engage in sagas uh over one player and you know that occupies the majority of our summer window but i'm sure you might have seen all these reports about the young and you know how you know we're going back and forth with the the uh, the price that Barca want. Yeah. Barca are going to sell. Barca aren't going to sell. They don't need to sell. And then I'm also hearing that Ten Hag is like basically saying the young is the guy that he wants to to build his the 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 rebirth of this United team around. And then he's basically also, or there's reports also saying that until this move is finalised, he's not going to engage in any other dealings until then. So it's kind of like, man, are they are they short-staffed or what? Do they need more bodies <laughs> like at the, on, on the phones or what? I don't know because it sounds like to me that in unable and um, to to engage in multiple deals at once, which is which is massively concerning. Um, I saw someone on Twitter again put together because you know you've got these top reds that like to do this someone put together like a list of the amount of players that we've been linked to just this summer and is is, is approaching 100 players so i mean providing providing context yeah behind that and you know you can look at it from both sides 
It could be that, you know, the club is uncertain and unsure with the moves that they want to make that we're being linked to everyone. There's also the other side of the coin where um, players, agents are linking to United because they know that we're a hot, a hot topic and it's it's um, a good opportunity to get other clubs engaged. Yes, Drew, Drew you're going to say something? No, I was going to say... Oh, nice. I was going to say, you, you're forgetting the, um, what's his name? Was it, um, you're in Timber issue, which I felt yes. mad. Like, how can Van Hal say, if you play for United, you're not coming World Cup? <laughs> Again, that's, that's, I died. That's, yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's. But he didn't say that, though. He, he didn't did, say yeah, that. They've taken that out of context. Yeah. And, and hey, it's Sky Sports, Sky Sports. Yeah, no, I know. Sky Sports, though. Yeah. Like, I think what he said is that if you don't, and Drew corrects me if I'm wrong, but he's basically said that if you don't, Play. If you're not playing often enough, then yeah. you're not you're not getting picked. Basically, yeah. not if you go to United, then you're not getting picked. Which I and think to is be fair, the chances the chances big that he won't play in his first season enough at mm. United because of around Maguire. The chances big. However, the mm. reason why I said in the group chat that is cap and that he tried to derail the whole thing is because mm. I think Tenak would definitely play him or integrate him to start, you know, start games slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and also Van Gaal is picking players. Bro, he he called up Vincent Janssen that's playing in the Mexican League, bro, that scored five goals in 26 games. Or so. Bro, he's capping, man. He just, bro, but he even it, tried to derail yeah. the Ten Hag to United. You get me? So you already know on what time he is, isn't it? But, but so that, just, that it, just tells me that he's a, he's, Selection thought process is a, a bit erratic as it is. Do you know what I mean? So well, when it comes to United, no, yeah. Mm, I mean, well, he's he's picked Jansen, so that I mean, <laughs> yeah. what's his thinking behind that? Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> his, yeah, his, his thinking was yeah. Um, he doesn't have a in Holland. We don't have a striker at the moment who can hold up the ball and link up play as well as him. Where so as well as as, like as, as as well as Janssen, so clearly he doesn't rate Wegos like that. Yeah, and yeah. to be honest, in the world's game, <laughs> Janssen proved him right. So everyone just shut up in it. But <laughs> was, yeah, because Janssen he, he bored out. To be to be fair, but yeah, so you are right though. He's moving a bit erratic with his selections. But yeah, United man, you're in Timber. It's nice. It's it's good that you brought that up because hundred percent. You know, this, he was one of the first names that were being sort of banded about as, you know, a Ten Hag signing. From and, early. Um, from early, from early. And even if you listen to his final interview that he did with Ajax, you know, and um, the interviewer was like, please don't take him from us when you go. And, you know, Ten Hag had this smirk on his face, like, I can't make any promises. So he definitely, you know, wants him. But again, you do have, I'm supposed that Timber must be thinking about his future a little bit and all his uh, possibilities of going to the World Cup after those comments. Because as much as Ten Hag will try to incorporate him into the team, you know, it is going to be a little bit of adjustment, an adjustment for him. Like, and he's young um, and he, he won't, he probably won't start as many games. So, yeah, there's do a you, lot to think about for him. Mm. Do you also think like, press yeah like over mm-hmm. the years and this is mm-hmm. and this is not ten hawks fault whatsoever but do you think yeah. that over the years united's yeah. reputation have taken such a bad hit that it's not mm-hmm. even an attractive proposition anymore because manchester united used to be that club in england mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. years and years like 
Mm-hmm. If you say England, you say Man United. If you say Prem, I'm coming United, isn't it? Or Arsenal. Yeah. Arsenal, you, those, those were the two clubs. Do mm-hmm. you think like that's that's kind of gone for you guys now? And it's 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 a bit of a struggle for you guys to actually get deals over the line. Because even like a Frankie de Jong, where mm-hmm. like clearly the, the the your club is trying to push you out, but you're still in the media coming out back in the club that's trying to push you out. You get me? Whereas I feel mm-hmm. like if this was like in the Sir Alex Ferguson era, mm-hmm. he would be basically screaming, Sir Alex, come and get me. You get me? So do you feel like United, the reputation of United, you guys have taken such a bad hit? Obviously, the Pogba situation, the mm-hmm. Pogmentary, we haven't even discussed that, but even the things that he was saying, the um mm-hmm. just everything really. Like how how do you how do you see it? Yeah, bro, it's a plethora of things, man. I think it's on top of the fact we're not winning stuff. We're not win we're not winning. We're not winning trophies. Um, on top of the fact that we there's so much bad press around us at the moment, whether it's managers coming in or out, whether it's players um, talking out against the club, whether it's just generally just negativity around the football club. I feel, you know, if, if we're just looking at the the owners and the bad the bad um, press that they're getting, you know, so it's, it's a number of things. And I think ultimately we've just recruited poorly. We've spent our money poorly. Um, you know, under Ole, he, he's probably, you know, looking at the signings that he made, you know, the likes of Maguire, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, uh, Van der Beek, Daniel James. So the, these these names, right, their names and... At the time just, where most of most of you fans were like calm, apart from Maguire, but yeah. the rest of you guys were like calm. But then you have to look at the reasoning behind why these players come. It's not because... We are united and I don't care what any fan says. It's nothing to do with us being united is the fact that we're willing to pay. We were willing to pay over the odds for these players. Correct. We were willing to play, pay the money that other clubs weren't willing to pay, not because we are united and we have a, a rich history. Do you reckon it started off with Sanchez? Cause I think that's when it started off with when Sanchez should have gone city, but United were like, okay, we'll pay you this amount. Come through. No, I mean, I, I would say Pogba. It started with Pogba. Fair enough. Because Pogba, it, that, that whole situation was just a mess in itself. The, yeah. the guy was let go for free. And Fergie already said before he left that he wanted nothing to do with him because of the way Raiola handled negotiations. He wasn't happy with that. And we bought this, we bought this player back for the amount we did. When we've let him go for free, have him four years uh, prior, we let him go for free, and we brought him back for almost 100 million pounds. So you look at that and you think, okay, this is the this is the kind of these are the kind of things that United are going to be doing now, kind of things, you know. But you with the Pogba, you kind of understand it though because of the story around it, just the the situation that never you know kicked off. He's back again. Okay, he's he's a more yeah. established player. Let's get excited. We'll yeah, pay you yeah. But we have we have we have hindsight at the end of the mm. day, in it. So like yeah, the, the, the thing the thing hasn't it didn't work out, yeah, and it, it was click. it was a waste of time for both parties at, at the end of it, and it wasn't money well spent. Now you look at it, and then if you go all the way back to the question of should we even have bothered to, you know, um, bring him back after letting him go for free? Yeah, you know, it, it, it didn't. It wasn't good business in the end. It wasn't. So. Boy, yeah, just to, to bring it back around to, to Drew's question, 
I think it's a, a multitude of things, man, that have uh, caused United to get to where we are. And um, it's nothing to do with the attraction that we've we've gained from the players we've brought in. It's nothing to do with us being United. It's all It's been all about the money and uh, poor recruitment. So we're basically our reputation at the moment, no no player or no ambitious player would want we'll to step come into to United, this yeah. United yeah. as things are. Yeah. You understand? So yeah. without winning stuff, without having any trophies to say, look at look at what we're doing, we're still winning stuff. And that if we're being honest, even if we go back to Fergie's era, man was winning stuff, but there was still, you know, problems within the club. Let's face it. Yeah, right? nah, true. there was, you know, so he would basically, Fergie was kind of like the golden goose and he was milking the golden eggs, but not looking after the goose. You understand? Because the club itself, there was, there was still problems. So yeah, man, um, it's just, um, ultimately, our, our past is catching up with us, I think. Boy, I mean, by the sounds of things, if you guys will have all the money, you never know, Prez. It might not be too late. But on a quick one of the outgoings, can you confirm who's left? I know Pop was there. Matt has left. Matt has left, right? Lingard Jesse Lingard. Lingard, yeah. yeah. And then I think like a couple of the, um, or a few of the uh, under 23 players have left as well. Bye. So, um, he hasn't left yet, but okay. he's still there. I'm, I'm hearing rumors that he's he might even try to give it one more push and fight for his place. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, because remember, I told you that Eric Tanak likes him. I told, I told, yeah. I told you guys. This. Yeah, he might use him, man. The only problem is, is just he's he's just too injury prone. He can never yeah. get a good run of games where he's yeah. fit, or he makes like a massive mistake that that you know keeps him out of the side. But if he can stay fit and if he can prove that he can be useful in a squad capacity, then I don't think he's one of the players that we should be looking to shift, basically. Yeah. Pogmentary, uh, cool. though. That Pogmentary, though. Yeah, let's give that a quick five minutes, man. Please, bro. Please. I haven't seen it yet, so, bro. Oh, Andy, I Andy, Andy. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, so. okay. We'll do that episode, then. Yeah, we've got time, though. We've got time, though. We'll definitely have to review it. I'm sure I'll listen to that also catching in. Um, Weisenberg, you, you've been a bit quiet, man. Let, let's yeah, Weisenberg. Let's go back to um, West London, SW, whatever you men are in it. What's going on over there? What isn't going on? At the Ooh. minute, um, <laughs> just, I think Prez's rumor rumor mill is, almost would be jealous of ours at the minute. It's fucking just one thing after another. Oh, yeah, your yeah. people's people's have left in it. Yeah, so recording a day late, we've given the opportunity to say goodbye to Bruce Buck and Marina, the goddess yeah. of Mad. Stanford, the reigning direct best U- director in Europe. They've what? both now left. The plan was for them to leave at the end of the transfer window, but. Todd Burley's come in and go, nah, man, I know soccer. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Bro, Donnie's no, saying he wants they... to handle transfer. He wants to handle the transfer negotiations himself. Yeah. He's, Did he's he really come... say that? Yeah. He's Fair enough. In. He's come in and <laughs> he's taking it on straight what away. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> don't know why, but hey, ho, like, I, know, I'm, I imagine he's going to bring in his own people, but I think yeah. like just the actual negotiation of it, I think he'll take on. It won't be a case of like, him picking targets or anything, but he'll be the one to actually conduct the business, if you see what I mean. 
Um, but yeah, so the big one right now is obviously Lukaku. Like, yeah, Jake. Jake, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Worst ever transfer. Listen, no, no, no. But this is this is not even like a Chelsea, an act to Chelsea, but an act to Lukaku. You're a fraud because this guy, you came. No, 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 no. The thing is, I was hoping secretly for him to like fight for his place and stay and stay Mm. at Chelsea. I was just hoping secretly, but the fact that he's actually pushing for it. It's making me see like he's a fraud, man. He's he's in, he's in no top five strikers in the world. He's he's a nothing player, man. He's running from the grind, running from the grind, bro. bro. I was gonna say it. <laughs> running, he's actually running from the grind. He's he's a pussy, man. And Jake, you man, nah, man. I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. rate, I don't rate that at all, man. No, no I can't lie because I was back. In, I used to back. I used to back Lukaku. Same. But, uh, yeah, same. I agree. I, I can't like this, man. It's, it's very moist. It's moist. extremely like, moist. The, the thing is. If he had just had a bad year, fine. Like, I I wouldn't be like, as angry as I am now. But just the whole debacle around him, like, that interview is the worst thing I've seen from a footballer. Yeah. And it just really... Compa- like, I saw this rumour go around. I think it was either today or yesterday on Twitter. And obviously, it is a rumour. You can't confirm it. But apparently, he was calling Inter the day before the first leg of the Madrid tie, saying, like, I want to come back. And the day, the first leg was one where he missed an absolute sitter from six yards out with his head and put it wide. Like, the man does, it's absolute bollocks. Like, to say you're a man and just not. And like, the way like the world works, like, man, not, he's not going to succeed, man. This how, yeah. this how, this how, we, this how we work. It's not going to succeed. It's incredibly disappointing. Our worst ever transfer. And what makes it worse as well is given the talent that we sold in order to balance up the boot books, like, you look at Tammy. Tammy went and scored 27 goals in his first year at Rome. Like, incredibly Ooh. proud of him. Like, you look at Tamori. Tamori wasn't part of Tukau, I can't say. But he's now gone and played the most outfield top, minutes top for Milan in their title-winning season. Yeah, I, I love him. I, if he was playing with us this year, he would have been first choice all year. Yeah. I can't, I would argue would you, that to would you do? Would you do a tomback? Look who's back in in a heartbeat. I Is would it? have taught yeah. genuinely like the fact that we didn't put a buyback clause into his deal mm. is outrageous. Yes. Like Lampard, uh, Lampard is, him, a is a criminal for that. Criminal, absolutely. I never understood it as well because he got him at Derby. Like he knew the player he was first year under Lampard. He was absolutely brilliant. Then just benched him. I don't get it. That is something that I will. They must have. They must have had a fallout or something, man. Because that doesn't make sense. Exactly. But like those two, you've got someone like Livramento. Like we couldn't convince Livramento that he'd be part of the squad. And then you look at Rhys James being injured for half the year, Mm. and whilst Livramento has gone off for five million and had a terrific year for Southampton, only derailed Mm. by injury. So there's just a lot of like you consider all those all that young talent we've sold, and. Now you look at our squad where we've got so many holes to fill now in this transfer window. So yeah, like Lukaku, get him out of the club. I think right now we're taking it like we're gonna take a massive loss on him, absolutely. And fuck it, man. That, fuck it. It's fuck yeah, it. you have you have to draw yeah. a line under it and move on. Yeah. So yeah, just get him the fuck out. He's an absolute snake. He's a he's a disease, he's a rotten. Just get him out of my club. Um in terms of replacements, the big one is Sterling. Like, mm. So right now, I think we had a bid rejected some like twenty five million quid, which obviously was going to be rejected. But you have. Oh, to have you have you actually water. have you actually um, approached C yeah. and everything? 
So apparently so. Like the Here We Go man for Brixio said that we had a bid of like 25 million plus five in add-ons, I think, rejected. Like the Athletic have said that Sterling's already been speaking to Chelsea players saying like, what's life like under 2KL? Like how like how would I fit in st- in the dressing room, stuff like that. So I think he's keen on the move because he obviously comes from London. He has family ties there. And like I think he'd fit in perfectly for us. I would have Sterling in a heartbeat. Without a shadow of a doubt. Um, so, so, what's the? What do you reckon the thinking? Obviously, Lukaku has to leave in it, so yeah. that that's something that's you know not even a question. But like, not bringing it, not bringing in another nine. So, do you think now you're just going to have like an like a sort of fluid sprint front squad? Three, man. Yeah, just a what? fluid front three. Where <laughs> that Verona man. Anyone what, can play anywhere. What my logic is going this, and we've had this discussion in the group chat for a couple of days now. Is like. Um, I, you look at the recent success of Coburn, right? Uh, we should be trusting that that talent pool a lot more, given mm. how much has come up from it. So for me, like I keep Brower, Brower, yeah. Like because you look at Havertz, Havertz when he plays in team, I think is fantastic in that false nine role. Like he's a fantastic presser, his off the ball movement is fantastic. Obviously, he needs to sharp up his finishing skills. That applies to the whole squad, but I genuinely think he's a positive for us. <laughs> But he played, I think, last year half our minutes. Mm. So I, it shouldn't be hard to convince someone like Broer, right, we need a striker. Like, you're a good young talent. You're at, like a lot of young, you, a lot of European clubs, a lot of Prem clubs are looking at you to be a part of their squad. You can come into our squad, offer us something different that not the current other players, Bar Lukaku, really offer us. And you don't know if you're going to be starting that much. Well, Havertz can make it through half a season and we're about to have this season which is going to be so um constricted so intense with all the games coming every uh, every three days you're going to have game time you're mm. going to have substantial game time so uh, for me I, I we think let's play we play three four two one so you need essentially six forwards Havertz mount let's say we get Sterling in or we get in one person to supplement that those three, you've then got two of Pulisic, Werner, Ziyech, and Hudson Odoi. Hudson Odoi, like, <laughs> but that, yeah. but like Hudson Odoi is getting over a hundred grand a week. Like he needs to provide a spot. Yeah. But like that's where you can see this talent pool coming in. So I wouldn't even go out and directly replace Lukaku and just mm. say let's bring a Broer. Like J- mm-hmm. Jake, have, yeah, you, have you been on Twitter recently? I, I have been on Twitter recently, yes. You should just look at Twitter again regarding Brewer. <laughs> What's happened? Share the future, mate. 25 mil to West Ham. Oh? <laughs> what has it like? See, that's from? not enough. That's... No, no, no. Negotiations. Nah, wow. that ain't... 25 million for a kid that's got four years left in his contract. Yeah. 25 ah. to 30 mil. Jake's about to cry. I genuinely don't think we will. I think it will take more than that for us. I'm, I'm, I'm well, 40 serious. mil. We I would be surprised four, if if, if you guys would, would sort of sell him. To be honest, yeah. Unless, like we, unless you have like a striker on standby. Yeah, like, I'd be surprised. I'd say like if it does go through, fair enough. But I would be surprised. Mm-hmm. I genuinely would. Like I'd rather yeah. just give him an opportunity because the thing is, if we get in that twenty five thirty million, you're going to have to spend more than that on someone you. Can't yeah. guarantee he's going exactly. to actually do any better. Like that's that's where my line of thinking is coming around to it. So 
I'd I'd rather just keep him, see if you can give him at least give him, give him preseason, like mm. put him in, see what see how he blends in. Like if he doesn't, then fair enough. Then you could sell him for the exact same price four weeks later. The West Ham are tired of that wrestler, Michael Antonio, man. He was a shocking season. Yeah, That's no, it wasn't good, man. Tricep yeah, and so inshallah. It's, it's, <laughs> it, it is very busy on Chelsea. We still haven't signed Kunde. That still needs to go through. Yeah, still you, need to sign you, another centre-back. Centre-back, yeah, man. That's the one. That's, that, that's what you yep. guys need, man. Because, Chelsea's I mean, looking tight. We we <laughs> do like I said it was going to be a busy one and it's a present what the exact same feeling that I've got. We're two weeks away from preseason now and we haven't got a signing. I know we've had a couple of other things to deal with, aka getting with a warmonger or war funder <laughs> for an owner, but like I, just strictly from a narrow-minded club sense, you are sat there. It's like I'm already worried about the season. And we haven't done anything to affect my worries just yet. It is, it's getting a bit squeaky bum time, and it's not even preseason. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, as it always is in Southwest London. Guess we're gonna watch that space for Chelsea, and um, well, you know things seem to be cooking somewhat, maybe at a low temperature. Mid-temperature, I don't know how you want to say it, Shalom. The boys, mm. the, the, the red side of North London. Uh, Bringing back the error, I heard. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Doing their business um, quietly, maybe. I don't know. I, yeah. like I said, for all the listeners, I don't tend to participate in any transfer news of Arsenal until I see any tweets. Um, so my hands until until I see kickoffs at the Emirates, Shambaz and Emirates will be throwing in so much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> follower pages, man. Yeah, I can't take the man's sources accurately, so I don't tend to um, pay attention. So, Shalom. Yeah. What's happening with your club, man? I mean, during the week when Spurs signed Basuma and everyone was losing their shit, um, Arsenal quietly decided to, well, it hasn't been confirmed by Arsenal yet, but by all accounts, it seems the deal is done. Um, acquiring Fabio Vieira from Porto, I believe. Um, that was a shock to most people because I've never really heard of him per se. I've seen him ball out, but people have. And um, he's been likened to Bernardo Silva, which is a, a good, good thing to hear because we need that. I mean, in regards to Fabio Vieira, we heard um, Arteta really, really liked him as a player. Um, there was also a comment about Arteta saying that we need to make about, say, a thousand to two two thousand passes in midfield, and likening it back to the days when the Wenger days when we just had technicians like Rosicky, you know, Fabregas, Ashavin, Kozola. We need that. So hence why, I think that's the reason why um, Arsenal went out to get Vieira. Plus he's been, he was looked at by United as well before Arsenal um, came in and swooped him. Um, in regards to uh, Tillisman, which is very interesting, listening to the Ask Blog podcast today, um, James McNicholas, who is Gunnar Blog, works for Athletic. He's explained that... Um, Arsenal more or less have cooled their interest. 
just on the basis that they are the only club in the market after him. So <laughs> there you they, go. <laughs> yeah. So on the basis of that, they, they, they're thinking there's no point trying to pay over the odds for this player because no one else is after him. So how much, how much gonna, are Leicester asking? They haven't asked. I, I don't think they've uh. given them a figure, but you, you know, Leicester are, com- are going to come to madness, even though he has one year contract. Also the fact that he's, is contingent on basically on maybe Granite Jacker because in the he said in I guess back I guess in the background Jacker isn't happy regard on contracts and you know wages and all of that so hit maybe hit if, out, man. yeah maybe out. with Jacker leaving then we can replace um, another player is Rafinha who it looks like Arsenal's interests are hotting up because he agreed. Um, terms with Barca, but clearly Barca, do, they don't have the funds to to buy him because I've heard Leeds are looking for what over fifty to sixty-five mil. Yeah, um, mad. Yeah, mad. Arsenal are on. Also, weirdly enough, Tottenham as well looking at Rafinha as well, so they're looking to bring him in. Bring him in. Um, Gabriel Jesus. Uh, you know what, man? I am. I am 50-50 on him because on one hand, you have clearly a, a good player. Um, I'm not sure if he's a nine or if if he's a, a, a winger. To my, my opinion. No, no, no. Jesus, Gabriel Jesus. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Jesus. I mean, I, I'm, I'm always wary of a player who's played a, a very attacking team like City and, and he's not back. being retained. Exactly. <laughs> so that in my head... That that's alarm bells. Um, there's a video going on 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 Twitter regarding the Sky Sports analyst talking about this exact thing. Like he he only he recently scored his first goal for Brazil. Imagine that. So this whole like news about him, I am not necessarily convinced, but I know he will be a good quality. But w- but would he bring the goals we want? I don't think so. But I, I want. What to are the goals you're right? looking for out of it? Just numbers wise, what what would you expect? Forget Jesus, you, but like for you, someone you, who you see Salah, I want them Salah goals, man. Give me your serious answer. Oh bro. man, I'm being serious, man. <laughs> they have Son. Tottenham has Son. They have Kane. We ain't got shit. Liverpool, uh, Liverpool has Salah. Excuse me, um, City just brought Haaland. At least United <laughs> has Ronaldo. Me. Come on, man. <laughs> I know, but come on. Can so, a man... Can, can, so in the market, so 20, in the market, basically for you, who, who are you looking... Who, who, yeah. who would you be looking to bring in? If if not, Jesus. Oh, shit, man. Honestly, I would... I would, I would mm. No, no, no. Osimim is clearly the, the one that stands out currently. I'm not sure who else is out there. But before you guys brought in down Nunes, I was... I thought Arsenal should have, you know, put through the hat in. And asked, you know... Nunes. And, yeah. Ahead of Jesus. Yeah, I would have. Uh, if mm. I was Arsenal, I would have done that. That's just my. That's just my two cents on it. I know you guys like Jesus, and I don't mind him, but I'm looking for goals. Seeing as we've had PS- PTSD with um, Lacazette, we need something yeah. new. I think. Yeah, what, I think kind of- with the, with the Jesus thing. Yeah, I think like the reason why I, I'm excited about Jesus and Arsenal. It's, I think it's a match made in heaven in regards to the way you play and the players yeah. behind Jesus and next to him. So mm-hmm. obviously you have Odegaard behind him and you would have, if Fabio Vieira gets confirmed, you would have him as well. 
So these are two mm-hmm. players that receive the ball in between the lines. And yeah, yeah. having midfielders that receive the ball in between the lines, Shalom, is so key to being a wavy team. It's oh, so of key. Liquid of gold, course. man. Li- exactly. So if you have players like that, they can that also love to assist and find players that run off behind um center backs, which Jesus which he does. Mm. Brother, I think it's bro. I think it's 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 a match made in heaven, man. I'm excited yep. for for yep. it. I'm, I, I, yeah, I want to yeah, see yeah, it. Dream, man. I, I mean, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not doubt. I'm, I don't doubt that. Um, I guess in to Jace's or Hayes's um favor in terms of XG, he has the most XG in terms of shots, etc. But I, it, it still goes back to my point. You don't play for City and not bag because they are the top team. In, in in the league and you don't bag. Yeah. That's an issue. He's, he's never, but, he's but never, I mean, this is his, this is his like opportunity that? to be the, this yeah. is his opportunity to audition as the main guy. But he auditioned for Brazil yeah. as well, man. He didn't bag until recently. Come on, man. That is an issue. We, we, is, we I, I, every- I, I hear Shalom though. I hear Shalom, but I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, so then uh, would you be then happy to allow Jesus and, if you don't get anyone else, continue with Enketia. Yeah, and I know that's yeah, this is the thing, bro. You know this who he reminds thing, me of? Man. Like he, he, he reminds me of like a better of uh, uh, Morata. That's what it reminds me of. Like, oh, God. Yeah, like, it, like a like a better. Like he would do everything. Like please, do everything for you, this man, because Shalom is <laughs> like you, he, like in in a sense that he he does everything but bag. You're boring. That's it, my man. issue. That's my <laughs> issue, and I. And 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 I Murat is a good player. Let's not get that, that conflated. He's yeah. a good player, but he does everything but bag. And that's my issue. That could be a, that we could have a potential Murat in our hand. Yes, he's a great player, no doubt. Oh but we need goals, man. We need goals. We need goals. And that's 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 my only issue. I'm not saying just to be clear. I don't want him. But I'm just wary that of the fact that a player who but played for Darwin City. Nunes, why would you? Why, why? What have you seen from Darwin Nunes where you think he could get twenty plus goals? I, a name uh, in Europe. That's why I want. No, to. I saw the game against Liverpool and I thought, how many strikers have caused Liverpool that much issue? That finish was cold, though, man. So cold. How many strikers caused Liverpool that much issue? Not, not a lot of strikers. And I thought, okay, cool. We, there's something there. His movement is finishing cold. Not to say Hayes isn't a good striker or good player, but I don't want just the 50-50. Maybe he can, maybe he wouldn't. I want this guy who will bring us goals. Obama Young as a great... A bit more convinced. Yeah, like, them, like yeah. Oba, great example. He came in, he, get us, he got us goals. We aren't complaining about it. We knew what we bought. You see what and I mean? And then from Europe. That's why you are satisfied, man. <laughs> man that's, that's the thing. But anyway, just to finish, no, Jake, you were going to say something. Sorry for cutting you off. No, I, I was just going to say, I do agree with you, Shalom, in terms of like, I don't think out like goal scorer, but I think ha- Gabby Jesus improves your team to the point where. Thank like, you. Because the thing is, like, I don't think he gets 15 Premier League goals this season. I don't. Now, that would be a combination of A, his own finishing, and B, just I don't think he plays enough. I think Inketi is going to be playing a decent amount as well. But the thing is, with. Gabby, he's just like just off the ball. Like he's a mad presser. He's yes, so yeah. good at pressing. Yeah, relentless, man. Like, mm-hmm. And he can drop off. Like he can link up play really nicely. Like I think he's almost it's really feet. bad. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. it's a really bad comparison. So don't take this as we take this pinch of salt. But he's almost like combining the better elements of both Lacazette and Aubameyang. Where like 
and but then adding his pressing to that, like Lacazette, he could link up play. Gabriel is obviously going to do that. He's going <laughs> to flow to each side. Uh, it's not a bad shot. It's not a bad shot. <laughs> Plus the pressing, it's not a bad shot. It's a hybrid. Because yeah. yeah. if we're if we're talking um, Lacazette, Leon Lacazette, yeah, not yeah, yeah. just Leon, but previous Leon. Then yeah, it's <laughs> a bad shot. I'm not gonna lie, man. You've got, you've without got, the goals though. But the thing is, you've got Saka behind him, who's got a decent strike in him. You've got Martinelli, who's obviously quite Bro, a good. Oh, like it can work. Yeah, uh, you can see it. I'm not gonna lie, man. You've got right. Smith Rowe, who scored probably a bit more than you'd imagine, but he was still very good. Like I, I think I think it's too nailed on to not be successful. Yeah, I really exactly. do. Oh, no. he, done, he improves your attack massively for me. No one is doubting that, Prez. I don't doubt he improves Arsenal. That I'm definitely on your your camp on that. But I'm just worried that a player who's played for in his international squad Brazil and played for the, the top team in the land manages to come out with very few goals. Okay, yes, he can play happens, for Arsenal. Man. Yes, he, uh, it happens. But you, would you take that it happens in your club? Come on, man! Don't I'm um, don't insult Honestly, I would, I would take, I would take Jesus. I would. He would never come to United because of his city ties. But I would, I would take him. I no, would I'm take not him. saying I wouldn't. I'm just saying I, I want guaranteed goals. Not so how, just, just out of interest. Sorry, sorry I'm obviously want to move on soon. But how yeah. many goals combined did um obviously um Abamyang went before he moved and Lacazette get like combined? Are we talking about the the season where this, this he, season gone? Just not as season mu- gone. I, I don't. I can't. I don't know the facts, but not as much. I, I don't probably, really know. Probably not up to twenty goals, right? Probably definitely not up to twenty goals combined. Yeah, so combined. You, you're probably looking to get. I personally think that maybe not this season, but I think he's a twenty PL striker personally. I think he's. So, I so, uh, he's capable of doing it. No, so um, disagree. So you're you're putting Jesus and Obama. So you should use Aubameyang in the same age. Who's getting more goals? Same age, Oba. If you put if you put Oba back into this Arsenal side, same age, same age, because we're looking at them same age. Because no, yeah, we, we have to see it, man. We have to see oh, it. We haven't oh, seen. Come on, we haven't man. seen Jesus yet. Uh, well, okay. Well, I'm looking hey, at Prez, it's the same age. To answer Prez's question, like I said, scores in all competitions last season. Well then, so if Jesus eclipses that. He yeah, give, build him a statue, man. And a bummer who left half of the season got seven. Anyway, well then, cool. what are we yeah. talking about, mate? Yeah, what, what, what yeah, I'm talking about, man. What I'm talking about, I, I want, I want double figures goals. I we're talking. I want to rival the Spurs, Liverpool, City. That's those are the teams you have to rival if you want to beat them. That's all plain and simple. But let's move on. Sorry, Munya, for dragging on. Um, we're gonna we're gonna close the bar, but as um, my good friend Tabo would say, this is maybe one for Shalom. He likes to be proven wrong. You've obviously got your doubts for um, Gabriel Jesus, so you know you, you as Tabo would say, he would like to be proven wrong. So hopefully, yeah. he'll prove you wrong if we do go on and make the signing. Because right now, lads, <laughs> people are after him, boy. I've got nothing less. But hey, lads, it's been a pleasure. Um, it's only going to get more heated. We're hoping United will start making some signings. <laughs> I think Liverpool <laughs> camp. Oh, Andy, we've not touched on Liverpool. Sorry. There's nothing to touch on, man. Nothing to touch on. To be fair, there isn't. So Calvin, Calvin Ramsey. Uh, that's it from Aberdeen. 
Whatever that is. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Eddie got yeah, Munia. Eddie got given the number fourteen. That was that's. I was gonna say that. Uh, you know how many things we need to discuss this episode? <laughs> we'll save it, boy. That fourteen as well. Boy, because you got Gabriel, um, the defender, coming out. Because obviously, I don't know if you guys saw his tweet. Um, a lot of Arsenal fans are, you know, having backlash on Eddie getting fourteen. Gabriel said. On Eddie, on Eddie getting 14, sorry, and then Gabriel said, oh, you guys, basically, um, something about being ungrateful. Ungrateful, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So. Wait, Arsenal Anywho, fans, Arsenal fans be giving Eddie heat? It's some yeah, Arsenal boy. fans, the idiots, Mad. man. Some Arsenal Mad. fans. Talking like about... Take her out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, lads, it's been a pleasure. Like Andy said, there's a lot more to dissect. The season's sparse coming around the corner, and the boys of the bar it's been a pleasure lads we'll see you next week peace peace, peace. peace. <laughs> hey hi.